0: You are now tuning in to the Top Shelf Edition presented by Northern Superior Brewing Company. Northern Superior Brewing Company always brings forward top shelf product and customer satisfaction. Located on 50 Pym Street in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Northern Superior is available for local delivery or provide a friendly yet exciting atmosphere inside its tap room. Follow Northern Superior on Instagram or Facebook. You can also check out their website at northernsuperior.org. At Northern, we're superior. It's a Northern thing. Now, how about some hockey chat? Let's get to the crew inside the Gem Studios bringing you Gem and the Game Sports Show Hockey Edition, Top Shelf. Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show. This is the Top Shelf Edition, presented by Northern Superior Brewing Company. This is episode 13 of Top Shelf. It is your host, David McCaig, Jr. And I'm joined by Justin Heichel, who will be my co-host joining here tonight. We'll get to Justin in just a few moments. He's got a few things I want to get to right off the hop here. Firstly, this is the first episode we've had of Top Shelf since June the 2nd, and we apologize to our listeners for the delay and the gap in episodes. Of course, schedule conflicts, etc. can get in the way sometimes. Just make sure you check out thegamesportshow.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com We've had numerous other episodes that were uploaded, such as Strike Zone editions, Soccer editions, Special Edition uploads, ESPN 1400 editions, of course. Make sure you check out, again, thegamesportshow.com and look under Episodes. Or make sure you check out Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Podbean, Podtail, podcast platforms. Now, getting to the second point I want to get to right off the hop is Northern Superior Brewing Company. Make sure you check them out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, as well as northernsuperior.org. And that new tap room is absolutely amazing. The atmosphere is fantastic. Make sure you go check it out at Northern Superior Brewing Company. And on social media pages, all the pictures are there and they don't do justice. You just got to make sure you go down and enjoy Northern Superior's new and improved tap room. Where they're superior, and it's a northern thing. Now, Justin Heichel, let's bring you in here, my friend. How's it going?
1: Uh, not bad, not bad. I mean, uh, kind of looking at a Stanley Cup final, we didn't expect. That's for sure, eh?
0: <laughs> no, it's definitely not, and that's great that you brought that up because, of course, the show's agenda here tonight is a Stanley Cup preview. You most likely saw it in the title of the upload. Nonetheless, make sure I remind you we get to with our agenda. We are going to be talking the Stanley Cup finals. A little bit of hockey news dabbled in there, of course. And to end off the show, I will give an update on the local side for the Algoma region that is. For anyone outside the Algoma region that may not pertain to you, but it's always great to know some of the leagues in Algoma, especially the NOJHL. They'll be giving a little bit of the a uh, little bit of the update to, shall I say. And Jamie Henderson, we expect to be a guest within the next couple of weeks on this show, as well as he'll be a frequent guest on the ESPN 1400 editions as the season rolls on as well. Now, Justin, everyone's going to know this agenda, as I said, right off the title of the show. And you said it right here, the Stanley Cup Finals. And June the 2nd was quite some time ago when we've had our upload. And that last upload, okay, was where we talked the Toronto Maple Leafs. And... Uh, for a good chunk of it, right? It it, it had a, it had all the updates that we needed for the playoffs that were going on, of course. But we also had a good chunk of time that were de- devoted to the Toronto Maple Leafs because that was really fresh at that time for Toronto Maple Leaf uh, fans. Uh, to for ourselves, everyone that follows the show knows that outside of being sports analysts, experts, etc. <laughs> Myself, Justin, Alex are just uh, devastated Toronto Maple Leaf fans. Dane Hansel being an Edmonton Oilers fan, which <laughs> might not be even better. You know, it's, it's definitely been a rough time for some teams that we cheer for. But there are friends of ours that are Montreal Canadiens fans. And they get the opportunity to see the Montreal Canadiens in the Stanley Cup fun. And the last Canadian team to win a Stanley Cup is the Montreal Canadiens. And... Honestly, are they the last team to make the Stanley Cup final since the Montreal Canadiens? No. Of course, you've had Ottawa make it. You've had Vancouver make it. Of course, everyone remembers the riots that Vancouver partook in once the Boston Bruins defeated the Vancouver Canucks. But you have a Stanley Cup final that no one expected. And people are going to wonder if we're going to talk any Toronto Maple Leafs in this edition. I imagine they'll get brought up. But it's not something we're gearing towards. We're talking the Stanley Cup Finals here in a little bit of previews, and of course, there's a lot of Stanley Cup preview editions that you could tune into. A lot of other uh, podcasters, as well as media, NHL.com. It's been something that's been invading your social media page since it's been, you know, it's been found out who the finalists were going to be, and you have a, a duel in between the pipes that is fantastic uh, that you haven't really been, had the luxury of being able to see for quite some time too. Former Vesna winners and. Andre Vasilevsky is 4-0 and and has shutouts and how many last series clinching games as well. Price has been literally the Hall of Fame price that we have saw previously where everyone had that doubt going into the playoffs uh, th- for this year. And they've been the kind of the little people that could, the Montreal Canadiens, right? They, they had doubt in every series that they were in. Toronto, Winnipeg, uh, Vegas. Now in Tampa, I don't think they're maybe as you know, maybe as kind of doubted, but they're still doubted. They're still underdogs going into the series against uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, whom are attempting to win their back-to-back Stanley Cup, a team that's $17 million over the cap. They found the loophole, of course. I wonder if the NHL will dive into that at some point. Maybe we'll dive into that, Justin, before we kind of veer off into our concluding parts. But I've said a bunch there, of course. We have a lot to get to with it. And Montreal, Tampa, Justin, something we didn't expect. Again, two Atlantic Division rivals, something that I'll be bringing up in a little bit as well and we'll be talking about uh, inside our Stanley Cup preview here. But you have two goaltenders, Justin, that can literally steal the show for you.
1: Yeah, it's... Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I, I really don't know where my head's at with it yet. I, uh, really, I think i are going to see Game 1 and then uh, see how... You know, I mean, Tampa... It seems kind of natural that I guess they would have been there. You know, they're seventeen million bucks over the cap. So if you're going to be seventeen million bucks over the cap, yeah, you should probably do your best with that and try to make it to the Stanley Cup final. Um, I mean, I do find it interesting that Corey Perry's back in the Stanley Cup final.
0: Yeah, good point. Yeah,
1: that's an that's an interesting one. Um, but I mean, kind of just a, not to be a Debbie Downer and talk the business end of it first. I just uh, it's fresh on my mind there, and um, Friedman was talking about it the other night, and I guess they, basically the NHL. He said like he had a conversation with Bill Daly, and Bill Daly said the NHL feels like the if you combined all of the team's salary caps and threw it into a pot, and that, that num like as long as that number is not exceeded over the course of a season, the NHL is fine with it. So. You know, it's still, it's it's kind of not like the best way to look at it. I don't think where you're, yeah. As long as the 31 or 32 teams combined don't go over the set salary cap, then we're happy. And well, like, why the hell aren't other teams? I mean, Toronto tried. Toronto tried it with Frederick Anderson, and they didn't use him. So it's not. I mean, I'm I, I have a hard time kind of calling Tampa out on this, but. <laughs> Uh, whatever on the business end of it, I mean, I mean, I'm interested in how the Habs handle this. They're, they're like it, it's like a true underdog story, really. I mean, I don't, I don't want to use the cheesy movie terms, but it's like a roster full of guys that no one really. You got like these surefire veterans, the guys that have won the gold medals. They've, you know, they've kind of been through the war. they Eric Stahl, Corey Perry, Shea Weber, uh, and then you have probably the best goalie in hockey is Carey Price. I mean, if we learned anything in the playoffs so far, you get three goals for Carey Price, he's probably going to win you the game. See, and, like, okay. and it's frustrating. I mean, it was frustrating that Leafs series. And then and then, like, on top of that, you got Cole Caulfield, which is a, a total X factor so far in this playoffs. Like, I, it's, it's going to be bananas.
0: And fun fact, Cole Caulfield, if the... Major junior route was going on, most likely maybe have not joined the Montreal Canadiens. He would have been a Sioux Greyhound if they made it that far. People don't know that. Maybe the Algoma region, and we said this on the show numerous times, but the Greyhounds owned his rights. And it makes me curious to see if Montreal would have let him stay and go the junior route for if the Hounds were either hosting or making a good shot at it. And then he wouldn't and, have uh, not anymore. No, no. Like now now they would have said it would be, obviously they would have said no, 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 no. We would have took him. I, I don't know. It would have been interesting to see. But Cole Caulfield, uh, Kokonami, uh, Suzuki, where Suzuki gets traded from Vegas four years ago, and then he eliminates Vegas four years one day later in a patcheretti trade, and that trade comes back to haunt. And I was watching an interesting YouTube video that we sent, uh, that I sorry sent over to our uh, show group chat that we have. It's from a YouTuber named Breakaway2X. OK, I came across this uh, just by browsing YouTube and they had a, a video. It was called Dear Montreal Canadians from Toronto Maple Leafs, the title of it, it's Montreal Canadians are doing the unthinkable, a letter from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, this guy is a Toronto Maple Leaf fan and going with this, I would have thought maybe they would have absolutely shit on Toronto, uh, but they brought up so many fantastic points. About yes, Toronto, and I said we're not going to dive into a lot about the Maple Leafs. Okay, but there's an interesting quote in that video. And the, the quote is Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. That could be geared towards Toronto, that can be geared towards Winnipeg. I'm sorry, Jets fans, your stars went, they did the blip, the little. Little Avengers, a little criteria for you. The Vegas, I don't think their stars disappeared really. To be honest, I really think that they had a, they had not that they have wicked superstars on Vegas. They have great talent, Petrangelo, Stone, okay, but they don't have the thresholds of a McDavid, a Matthews. Uh, Shifley was suspended, so <laughs> doesn't really factor in with that. But the quote, "Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard." Montreal proved. That you don't need to be a team, okay, that is 18 million over the cap, 67 million over the cap to win series and get to the Stanley Cup final. They have the same prototype that is almost like a New Jersey Devils of the thousands. And here's why I think that. Martin Broder, Scott Stevens, and Niedermeyer and the crew, Pandalfo, Rafalski. I can name the old New Jersey team. Then up front, they had guys, right? They had their guys. They had, uh, they, they had some names, but they weren't guys that were Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, Mark Scheifele type names. No, there's Elias, there's guys. Okay, don't get me wrong, there was talent, but they were built from the back out. That's what was successful. Tampa Bay right now is built everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. Net out. Vasilevsky's a beast. They have. David Savard playing third pairing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They got Stammer, Kucherov comes back, Kaloran, Gord. Nah, no, they're just all around, okay? So this philosophy can really prove for the Montreal Canadiens. And people may forget, Burroughs was somebody up who was a part of that Vancouver Canucks run where, yes, they had a good team. But they were a team that was also built from the net out. Yes, you had the Sedin's. You 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 had some talent up front, you had, but they had, and they had bigger names than even Montreal has. Okay, but the philosophy worked from the net out. That also worked for you can almost say Chicago to an extent. But when they had Bufflin, Sharp, Kane, and teams when they when they won those cups, they were like a Tampa team is right now. L.A. was a team that was very strong. Like we like I've had a conversation with Theo Fleury recently where he said. L.A. reminded him of the team that he had in Calgary when he won the Cup. Big, strong. You couldn't move that fucking team anywhere. You couldn't compete. You go in the corner, you're getting bashed. You're getting rocked. And here's a kicker. They had speed and they scored goals. And their defense was wicked. Quick was out of this world. I think at one point, he was arguably top three goalie in the world, if not top two. And
1: it was that- just, it was the perfect timing for the the Kings, though. That's none of those guys had to get paid yet it was
0: yes good point as well and that's where i go back to this video and you know you have teams that were left in the final four: montreal tampa vegas and the islanders on the islanders Morello goes back to back winning the gm awards okay which honestly and i'm not saying this because of any kind of bias anything like that i think I think Zito or Bergevin should have been considered for that award, but we don't have to get into that unless Justin wants to comment on after. We can backtrack.
1: But well, I just, the only thing I, I just I don't think Bergevin would have even been in consideration had we not seen Montreal where they are right. You know, last week.
0: Yeah, good point. And that's where right now, when you see a team like Montreal, they're a team that is not paying more than sixty-eight million for their guys. They have Approximately fifteen, sixteen, whatever million dollars in cap space. They're not the highest paid guy that they pay is Brendan Gallagher, okay? And uh, for forwards, I should I should flat out say uh, for 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 forwards. Of course, in net they pay ten million dollars for Carey Price, who is worth every penny. Obviously, Sean <laughs> seems like a good investment right now seems like a great investment but on D yes you pay 7 to Weber so on forwards your highest is 6 on D your highest is 7.8 and then it's 10 so your forwards you have you have over 6 guys that are making 750k you have Eric Stahl who you brought in for trade, Tatar is making 4, you have you Conch have Kikniemi is still on an entry level you have guys who are making peanuts Okay. And they are working their ass off. And what I say on that quote, hard work. That's what's persevering here. And that's what I want to gear the Stanley Cup preview towards, is really give heavily towards Montreal. Give them the credit that they deserve. Because they battled back down 3-1 against Toronto. They swept Winnipeg. They beat Vegas in six, who was... Outside of Toronto, my Stanley Cup favorite was Vegas, and then Tampa was a third, in my opinion. I thought Vegas, this was going to be the year that they were uh, going to get it done. And Montreal kept doing the unthinkable, and they're showing why uh, that they are a team that deserves to be there game in and game out, and Price is the main reason. When people ask if Montreal wins, is Carey Price MVP? I I don't even want to answer that question. Okay, I, yes, Suzuki Caulfield playing well, but Price, Price is getting that MVP if they win it. Just like Vasilevsky is probably getting that MVP if Tampa wins it, right? That, that's where you come to a point where, yes, when you're a Toronto fan, a Winnipeg fan, a Vegas fan, you're maybe upset. Vegas fans shouldn't be. First off, you're new in the league. You've had a lot of success. So you guys can basically move aside <laughs> for a minute. Okay, move aside for a minute. You made the cup finals. You made the conference finals. You've done this. These two guys have went past the first round. Winnipeg, Toronto fans have had some shit. Edmonton, and other fans have had some shit. And it's good to see a Canadian team get there. It truly is. It's hard that it's Montreal. If you're a fan that's uh, in the original six battles is what I'll say. That everyone, every te- everyone knows what team I'm talking about. I don't want to keep mentioning their names because I said I didn't want to talk about them this, round, this, this, this uh, episode here. But with me kind of blabbering on for the last three minutes here, Justin, Montreal deserves to be there.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't. I I really have a hard time saying it because I just don't like them. <laughs> you know, but like, how like, like personal bias aside, like you really like you have to like the team. Like they literally, like all they do is work. Like they're the, carry like. The, they worked their ass off for price and price holds down the fort. Like it's the most complete team effort you could really ask for. I mean, and it's like, it's like a complete team effort going against a total, you know, talent overload. It's like a mighty ducks movie to be completely honest. Yep. Like that's kind of what we're looking at here. A mighty ducks movie featuring Carrie price. And I mean, they don't even have to coach until game three.
0: No, and that you know what they've done it with a.
1: So with Bombay a, is not even in.
0: <laughs> they got the mothers in the stands in there. Yeah,
1: well. that's that's about it.
0: And this is a, a a team that has battled and persevered and getting to the final. This dissection, I kind of want to go through a net. Who has the advantage in net? Truthfully, let's go through that. We're gonna go by position. Who has the advantage in net? Is that a fair question?
1: Honestly, I I still say Montreal. Just like Carey Price is unbelievable, (laughs) and I think now having got here, like I mean, this is pretty well the last thing he's got to check off. Is if Carey Price didn't, if they didn't make the playoffs this year and he retired he's still a hall of fame goalie. Yep, yep. So but I, but I think this is something that he personally wanted off his list. I mean Veselsky's been there, he's done it now. Um not to say that he doesn't, you know, the effort's not there, he doesn't know he knows what it takes. But I just think Carey Price is hungrier.
0: So if Tampa didn't have the team that they did, I mean, this is a really unfair question. Let's say the roles were reversed. Price was in Tampa, Vasilevsky was in Montreal. First off, think of that. That's, whoa. (laughs) Imagine, first off. But would Vasilevsky be able, and people are going to yell at the speakers by me asking this, and that's totally fine. But I love the what-if scenarios. Can Vasilevsky do what Price did? I don't think so. Exactly, right? Like, think about it in that end. If you're looking at an advantage, reverse the roles. Price could do the same thing Vasilevskiy's been doing. He has. The numbers are almost mirrored. Vasilevskiy has a little bit less of a goals against average by like 0.1 or 0.01, sorry, whatever the heck. Point point one oh whatever. They I think Vasilevskiy's a 0.99. Price is a point or 2.02 or something like that. So Or 2.12, whatever it may be. It's around that range for Price. I'm not pulling up exact stats right now. But you have a role reversal that... That's why Price has the advantage. I, I mean, I'd be interested to see
1: the total shots faced, on um, both of them, throughout the playoffs, because it, it kind of like to me through that Islanders series, anytime Vasilevsky had any kind of pressure on him, like gave up a rebound and there was a secondary shot or a third shot, like it, he wasn't he wasn't as lights out as advertised. Whereas whereas Carey Price is. I mean, the, Mitch Marner is having nightmares still. He's probably going to go off the walk another 18.
0: Oh, how exact is that statement? We've talked about that, about him golfing. Okay, but let's not get into that. You have also the defense corps. All right, the defense corps of Tampa Bay and Montreal. Let's compare. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be pretty honest here. Uh, with with comparing. There is none. I'm sorry. Um, to really flat out say, their Tampa Bay's roster on defense, okay, is a team that is above the cap because of that. All right. On defense, you have Hedman, McDonough, Sergachev, Charnik, David Savard. <laughs> okay. That is five right there. In a, in a rotational six, you got Ruda in there, hacking through Luke Shannon there if you want. You know, people may not know this, but they actually also have Andreas Borgman. People may not remember who that is. Maybe people do. They they have a decor that they can rotate around, right? They but they're so deep. And the underrated defenseman on that is Charnik. Eric Charnik. 24. Yeah. a very underrated, very great defensively. Compliments. I know he doesn't really play with them like as much, but you know, when you have Czernik, who can play with Hedman or McDonough, he can, he's a guy that can go around the uh, round the lineup. And David Savard, coming there, he's one of the best shot blockers in the National Hockey League, making him one of the other best def- defensive defensemen. And let's, let's look at Montreal, Justin, and I'm going to you after I make this point, defensively. All right? You have Shea Weber, Jeff Petrie, Ben Chirot, Joel Edmondson, Kulak, then you either have Romanoff, or Gustafson or John Merrill. But it's mostly John Merrill. Joel Edmondson, like Eric Chernak, is one of the most underrated defensemen in the National Hockey League. Okay, so that would substitute the two out. But Weber and Petrie and the top four defensive core play over 80% of the game minutes. Tampa has the ability to rotate throughout all the entirety. Of their defensive core, from one, two, and three, Montreal is scarce at times to put their third pairing on the ice. You gotta agree this might hinder them a little bit. Yeah, but I don't know sometimes why
1: Montreal is so hesitant. I honestly don't know why Romanov doesn't get in there more than he does. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to discount Merrill, but especially now that Armia's is out uh, with the COVID protocol thing, why not run a seventh defenseman? You have somebody. I, I, like I, I think I think Romanov's been underutilized, and I really don't like throughout the regular season he was rock solid, and then the playoffs happen and he hasn't got a sniff. I think he played once against the Leafs, and that was it.
0: I think they're going with that philosophy: if it ain't broke, you know, don't fix it.
1: Almost right. A hundred percent. But I mean, now that you've you've got the opportunity where you have to do something, so why not try? Uh, especially on the power play, if, uh, I mean, you can just get a couple different looks out there.
0: That's and that's where the differential is on the fence. I would say Tampa has the edge. Oh,
1: the 100%, edge. yeah, 100%. Just like the, the sheer amount of money that's invested there, they should.
0: Yep. Now let's go to another one. We don't even have to stick as long on this one for forward comparisons. <laughs> let's name a couple forwards from Tampa Bay. You might know them. Nikita Kucherov, Steven Samkos, Braden Point, Palat, Gord, Sorelli, Johnson, Kaloran, Patrick Maroon, who's going for his third straight cup, which is absolutely ridiculous. That's bonkers. That's so bonkers. Okay, Matthew Joseph, Blake Coleman, Barkley Goudreau. Everyone criticized that trade with San Jose. He's a playoff performer, that guy. Braden Point has scored in... Nine games in a row? (laughs) I think 11 now. Like, there's a guy that is not even stopping. The guy is good at hockey. Forward wise, the Tampa Bay Lightning are extremely talented. (laughs) Okay? Uh, With Kucherov and with Stamkos and with that whole crew, they are deep. Let's compare Montreal Gallagher, Anderson, Toffoli, Kukatniami. Perry, Armia, when he's healthy, Philip Dano, Stahl, Tatar. They got guys that aren't households, but guys who have the ability to shut down stars. Philip Dano right. has, has done it. He has done it. Nick Suzuki is winning draws out there like he's 39 years old. Jason Spencer, I think Spencer's <laughs> seven, sorry. Uh, Coke Caulfield, guys out there looking like. You know, like a, like a, like the Taylor Hall, everyone wanted Taylor Hall to be. Sorry, it's the only thing I can make up at the time in my head. Tyler Toffoli, who they thought they overpaid. Absolutely not. $4.25 million. I would take that on some teams over some well, guys.
1: I, And, I mean, he's a playoff performer.
0: And Josh Anderson, guy, everyone said, oh, Domi Francis, what a dumb trade. <laughs> okay. Looks real dumb right now. The guy is an absolute horse on the ice. They have a good forward crew. Don't get me wrong, but you have to say that in terms of talent and in terms of looking on paper, Tampa has the edge on forwards. But oh, I mean 100%,
1: again, that's just if you were if if you had uh, if you were picking, you know, names and you just went down the list and it said would you take Stamkos or Armia or you know what I mean? Like you're going to pick the Tampa guy pretty well every single time.
0: Can I have to tell you a fun fact about the Tampa Bay Lightning? Going into this year, okay, like uh, next year, like 2022-23, Brain Point is a uh, RFA, and Andre Pallad a UFA. But going into the next couple of years, Kucherov, Stammer, Gord, Johnson, Sorelli, Kalorin, and then you have people on coming up through the ranks like uh, Boris Kachuk and Taylor Adish. Let's not forget that Alex Boulet, People forget some guys. They're all coming back. Hedman, McDonough, Sergachev, and Eric chernik Top four defensemen. are all there for a couple more years. This core is a team that's going to be together for another one, two, maybe three years. Braden Point's an RFA. Sure, he doesn't want to sign. Let's imagine the trade value for Braden Point. <laughs> Tampa Bay will be able to get a top five pick in that draft. And Wednesday and RFA, 2022-2023. Let's think of that. Let's think of that draft. Okay. Now, the next couple of years, you have Shane Wright. You have Connor Bedard. That draft has Bedard and Mishkoff in it. Now, is Braden Point worth Mishkoff or Bedard? I don't know. Braden Point is 25. He is a guy who is... Uh, Very good at hockey. Is he worth Bedard? No. Is he worth Miechkoff? Maybe. Imagine. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing a little spur out there. And we're talking Stanley Cup preview for a reason here, because we're talking that. But I wanted to say how good Tampa Bay's forwards are. But I will give credit to Montreal. I think that Montreal's forwards have more heart. (laughs) Sorry, people are going to hate that. 'Cause you look at Stammer, you look at guys that are playing healthy, okay. And I look at Montreal, I see that heart. And if they're gonna beat Tampa, that heart better be pounded.
1: Well, they're just they're just grittier. I mean, it's much like the like Harry Price vasilevsky comparison. Like I think Montreal's just hungrier. And I think these players, the players on the the Canadians are a lot more dangerous when that you know they're hungry. I mean, the Tampa guys are good. But much like your um, your quote from the uh, the YouTube video earlier, there I don't remember it exactly, but you know what I mean. I think the heart's gonna win out in this one.
0: Heart is literally the biggest reason why teams can be successful. If you have a team that buys in, and it's like a frequent wheel turning, 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 and when it turns that it doesn't get flat by hitting that rock in the road, that cheap-ass tire that you might get from some cheap-ass place. It's a nice quality tire, right? It rotates, (laughs) drives nicely, and I'm using a tire comparison for absolutely no reason. But the quote was, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And that is such such a true quote. Like, I can't, it gets me almost shivers. Thinking about because it's so true and so comparison to how Montreal's run has been all year, and or for this whole playoff, that they don't they don't have necessarily have the flashy talent, but they have guys that bought in and are just on it. And a recipe to victory is the leadership guidance. They have it with Perry. They have it with Stahl. They have it with Weber. Listen, Price may look like a guy who smokes darts in the summer and doesn't give a flying fuck, and he looks like Enrique Iglesias. Okay, but the guy's the best goalie in the world, and he is a true leader. And when he's not successful, he gets pissed. And he is emotional. I know some players that have played with him. We've had him on the show. He's quiet in front of the camera. He knows when to open his mouth behind closed doors. This guy is a leader, and there's a reason why he is who he is. And this is the thing, Justin, that you have a Stanley Cup preview where we've went through our goaltending comparisons, defensive, and forwards. Two out of the three were at the edge to Tampa Bay. But despite all that, there's also the coaching aspect of it. Dominic Ducharme and Cooper. All right? Cooper is a winner. Ducharme is new. Surprising he didn't get some coach of the year considerations. But it makes sense. Didn't have a full season. Understand. But Richardson and Burroughs have really stepped in. Which gives credit to Ducharme because that shows that the assistant coaches bought into what Dominic has been doing. and They didn't change a thing when he was gone. That you got, People don't realize that, how much of a big effect it is when the head coach isn't there, especially in the National Hockey League level. Obviously, I don't know. Justin doesn't know. But again, I can tell from junior hockey experience myself and having friends that have played in the professional level when a coach is not there and you still have the same thing work for you, that means that everyone's bought in. Okay? That is special. Montreal. And Tampa Bay. We've went through it all, Justin. We we have fans that are allowed to go to Montreal. The, I, stay classy, Montreal fans, though, please. I love it. I can imagine how Toronto fans would be right now. I imagine my house wouldn't be the same if Toronto was in the same position. But don't be don't be violating cars and people or businesses. It's well, yeah,
1: that's a, that's <laughs> the only annoying thing there. Like, the, the Leafs win. I'm not going to go kick in the window of a fucking golf car.
0: Yeah, no. You don't, you don't have to do that. You don't have to um, do that. Pro- I'm
1: probably not going to climb a pole either, but that's just because I'm 35.
0: Imagine me and you trying to climb a pole. Black, pull a grind, fall, crack a skull. Literally, To be honest,
1: I'd probably be over at the hot dog cart grabbing a couple discount dogs because that guy's probably going to want to get the hell out of there.
0: He'd, get the hell, he'd probably leave his cart there. But then he got Tampa.
1: Uh, Even better.
0: So... Now that we've done that, and we went through that preview, and we've talked extensively about Montreal's heart, and we didn't give—I didn't give, talk a lot about Tampa's run. So let's give it a little bit here before we give our prediction for it, uh, Justin. Uh, Tampa Bay's run, of course, they had a tough series against the Islanders. All right, that's another gritty team, which not—they're not as good a net as Montreal, but they're a lot like Montreal. They're, they are. When you really think about the Islanders, they truly are how they're built. They're a bit more. They, they have that grittiness. They have that. Barzell's their stud. Or you could think of Suzuki and Caulfield as, as Montreal stud. A team that, again, bought in because of their coaching, but also because of the team chemistry. I see a lot of comparisons between the Islanders and Montreal, and some fans may disagree with me, but to each zone, I see similarities because of the tenacity. And trust me, I saw a lot of Montreal this year, as did a lot of Canadian uh, fans in terms of the North Division. But any U.S. listeners that may not agree, just make sure, maybe watch 10 Canadian highlight games and watch the Islanders highlight games and see if you see any comparisons. There are comparisons. If the Islanders had Price in that, they might have beat Tampa, which is why it's so interesting to see what's going to happen in the Stanley Cup final because Price can be such a decision, or sorry, such a decision maker from a from a media perspective, but such an influence on a game. Varlamov was great, but they had that one 7 nothing game, right? That game fucked them. That one bad game in net where the Islanders took a shit and that was it. That was that was that one game that they let slide. It's almost yeah. like it's almost like Toronto when they let this they, when they lost Game Five. That was the pivotal game. That I've said it. We've said it. Winnipeg losing two in Winnipeg. That was your pivotal. Tampa Bay for the entirety of the playoffs. Okay, were. In a division where people are like, oh, they got the tougher division. They got, they got, they got to play. They got to play Florida. They got to play Carolina. True and true. They had a tough road. Florida is a very good hockey team. Carolina, a very good hockey team. Then the Islanders, another good tenacious hockey team. The Islanders, or sorry, the Tampa Bay Lightning and Montreal Canadiens had similar roads to their finals, except Tampa Bay was always a team that was a leader in their series. They led against Florida. They led against the Carolina Hurricanes. Tech. they beat them 4-1, which blows my mind. And when it came to game one against the Islanders, that's the only time that they trailed And for the rest of the series. Tampa won game two and three. The Islanders tied it. Tampa won game five. The Islanders won game six. Then Tampa won game seven, obviously. So that shows you know how Tampa Bay is, shows up for the, every one of their games, and they're consistent. Okay, the first series they won 4-2, then they won 4-1, then they won 4-3 in this other series. They had similar roads of sorts to the fu- to the finals. Seven for Toronto took Montreal against Toronto, four for against Winnipeg, and which is ten- which when you technically think about it, Tampa Bay defeated Carolina 4-1. They just lost one extra game, and then obviously Vegas and Montreal. Montreal took care of Vegas in six. They have a team in place in Montreal and Tampa. They're two different teams but also teams that work well together, but had similar roads together because of the work they had to do. Montreal was the underdog the entire time, though, and they're riding on a high right now. And Justin, I'm going to go to you right now for your prediction. How many games, some events in the series, who wins the series, and ultimately who wins the Stanley Cup? So that's, I'm, Sit- thinking goes, I'm
1: honestly thinking it goes to seven. Uh, Unless we have a couple games that go to overtime. But uh, it's a crapshoot. Barring any sort of injuries or anything else, I think Tampa takes it, but I think it's seven.
0: Tampa is seven. You know what? Honestly, the Tampa Bay Lightning and Montreal Canadiens, I had in my pool picks was Vegas Toronto as a final with Toronto beating Tampa in the third round which of course <laughs> didn't happen <Yeah>. <laughs> it didn't get to that point point. and for anyone to say that Toronto would have made the cup finals or Winnipeg would have made the cup finals or whatever it may be no you can't use that comparison you can't it's just not fair. It's great to lose to a team that gets that far. Sure, it looks good from an optic perspective, but it's not the same thing. For anyone saying that it makes you feel any better, no. It doesn't make any fans feel better. It doesn't make your team look better. So any Toronto Maple Leaf players that are maybe tuning into this, if you are tuning into this, let me tell you. um, Let me tell you right now. It's not true. This series will go six. Uh, and you know what? <laughs> I am very, very torn uh, to say it. I'm very close because I feel very, you know, very much I got friends that are Tampa fans and Montreal fans on both sides. And I almost feel like an absolute idiot for not choosing Tampa. But I can't believe I'm going to say this because I've said this numerous times in our group that if it happens, a one-way ticket for me. I'm going to say I'm going to go with the heart. I'm going to go with the hard work determination. And I'm going to say the Montreal Canadiens are going to defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning in six games. Carey Price will steal games. Montreal will bring the cup back to Canada. It'll be another sour note for Toronto fans. Because <laughs> yes. we're, we're used to it. And it will be, honestly, that will be the final and I know I've got a friend named Josh Gerasolo who lives in London who's going to be messaging me when he hears this. If I had to be a betting man, yes, I would probably bet Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is the favorite for the right reason. But you know what? I've doubted Montreal for three series, and people may forget this. I did say on previous shows that if Montreal makes the finals, that I would say that they would win the cup. So I'm going to be a man of the word, and I'm going to flat out say it. Even though I truly think it's going to be tough and I'm not going to say I don't think they can, I just say I truly think it's going to be tough, but I will be a man of my word and I will say Montreal will win the Stanley Cup. Your Stanley Cup champions this year. Cinderella story, Montreal Canadiens. There it is, Justin. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and every Montreal fan is literally going to just message me and say, "Oh yall, yeah, you've turned." No, I'm not Gonna flat out say right now, I'm not cheering for Montreal. I am cheering for Tampa, but Montreal will win. Okay, let's just go with that to end that point. Justin, final points with the Stanley Cup preview.
1: Yeah, uh, you know what? I, I uh, like I'm still I'm still not 100% on my my Tampa pick, but I think it's it's gonna go down to seven. I Barring any injuries and some sort of disastrous refing mishaps, I think uh, I think we're in for a hell of a cup final.
0: It is. And I can't believe I said what I just said, but I gotta be a man of my word. No,
1: I'm I'm shocked. Like kinda kinda speechless.
0: Yeah, I am a little bit too, and it's uh, not something I'm cheering for, but it's I'm a man of my word for saying if it did get there and for some reason it just feels like that type of year. Yes, and I'm using that as a point of reference to Toronto fans as well. But, this aside, Justin, the thing I want to bring up quick is, will the NHL change in their next CBA, I don't think it's going to be recent, but once it, once there's collective bargaining, will they change the salary cap rule for the playoffs? I don't think so. No. No. You don't think they'll put I mean, like a five million
1: dollar um, um, Unless there's unless there's a ton of teams that complain about it. Which I don't I honestly don't think there's gonna be.
0: Uh, and that's where I interestingly think enough that they'll make a cap, but a five million dollar cap or like an even number that allows you to go five million over the playoffs but not over in an active playing roster. So they won't change the rules where you can't have it, but you can't have players dress if you're five million over. That's how I think they're going to do it. You can trade for all the players you want, but you can't dress $5 million over the cap. That's my prediction. Lou Lamorello, back-to-back GM of the Year awards. You have Matthews, who's in rocker uh, you, ha- you have some awards this year. They went around the National Hockey League. Do you have any disagreements with any of those awards and any thoughts with yet another Toronto individual being successful when they leave Toronto?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think the award thing kind of still rubs me the wrong way a little bit. I'd, I'd like to see them like right after the season, you know, kind of like hang out some of the awards at least at the end of the season before the playoffs start. Uh, I. Yeah. I mean like I like again, like my comment like the Bergevin thing, like I don't think he even would have been nominated had Montreal not really had the, the March that they had. And uh or well not March, but you know what I mean last month of the season. March was like the second month of the season this year.
0: <laughs> when you and when you think about it, all right, you have you have a, a situation that COVID with the Canucks Right, you have different kind of well, may I say, circumstances with COVID. That how would have Vancouver did if they were healthy all year? You know that that's very interesting. But the awards itself, again, McDavid winning what he normally wins. But I I like give a lot of credit to Sasha Barkov. I think. Or of course people call him Sash Barkov, but Alexander Barkov, I think he's fantastic and under like uh, goes kind of under the radar because of being in Florida. Uh, but it, that's probably the award I like the most. Is going like seeing credit do where it is, and from his role and a perspective, it is of course well deserved. But Lou Morello was the one that I didn't think was deserved. I'm sorry, it wasn't. There's other GMs that made moves that had to, that made their team better. That's all I'll say with that. From a perspective of the NHL, if you have any comments below, please do not hesitate to comment them below. As I said, there wasn't much conversation about the boys in blue in Toronto, but uh, we had them get brought up in different ways and ways that still grind the gears. And I want to hear people's comments to whom I just predicted was going to win the Stanley Cup. I can't wait for my phone to go off when this show is (laughs) uploaded. So... Moving on from the National Hockey League, I will let everybody know there will be another top self edition. We will attempt to do one during the Stanley Cup finals. But if we do not, we will most certainly have one post-Stanley Cup Finals. And then, of course, hockey is an all-year-round event, both national and locally. So we will have episodes throughout the entirety of the year. It's not like in the pocket where we take a break. There's always episodes within with uh, top shelf where there'll be expansion draft, draft, free agency. Then the season will be coming back and more quickly than what we know it. And hopefully fans will be in the arenas. And I want to hear from fellow fans in terms of if you were appreciative of your team, This year, what's your thoughts going into next year? If you want to know mine, with Toronto, despite being a bleeding blue and as a passion obsessed that I am with Toronto, I've always said that I wanted to take a mental break from a team that I've been disgusted with. That's my final thoughts that I'll say because everyone's waiting for me to say a leaf root comment to move on from national sports. Sue Thunderbirds action. Yes, we're transitioning from lo- national to local quickly. I'm going to give everyone a quick update with some local news. This is from the Algoma region, locally, with the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League. Now, with the Sue Thunderbirds, the Sue Thunderbirds have re signed seven players, including Russell Oldham, uh, Brock Santa Maria, Ty Zachary, Ethan Novello, Tyson Doucette, Michael Chaffery, and Caden Dundas. Of course, there is all all six players of them are forwards. One is Defense And they've also signed Noah Zeppa, who was a free agent uh, this offseason from the Lumberjacks, has joined uh, the Sioux Thunderbirds. And you can follow them on social media. That is on Facebook and Instagram. And they are tagged at Sioux Thunderbirds. And from Instagram, okay, they are Sioux T-bird hockey. Okay, and that's where you can search them up and give them a follow and see all the fantastic updates that they have very big season coming up for Thunderbirds. They are new management, new coaching, new owners. Since uh, Trevor Zachary and, of course, uh, Smeal has left the team. Uh, Jamie Henderson, Trevor Daly, Jarrett's everyone is all in there now for this upcoming season. And it certainly will be a great season in the NOJ in general if, and for the Thunderbirds to get back to some normality as well but speaking of the nojhl if you go on the thunderbirds page or just go to nojhl.com for anyone who does not know what the nojhl is it's the northern ontario junior hockey league they announced its plans for the upcoming 2021-2022 season. Of course, of course, sorry, all dates remain tentative. However, pending approval on the return to play from provincial, regional, and municipal health authorities as it relates to COVID-19 restrictions and regulations. That quote from the NOJHL.com website. There's interdivision games, and given the current unknowns regarding COVID-19, teams will play within their own division only until Christmas Break All interdivisional games will be played in the new year, which will allow the NLGHL flexibility to reschedule regular season contests if required. So they will play their division only for the first half and then the next half of the year they'll have that interdivisional travel. Upon completion of the regular season, top five teams in each division will advance in the playoffs. And then there's the postseason dates, which will go from March 15th and will go all the way until May 29th. And in between those dates, there is April 19th to May 3rd, the annual JHL Final. May 10th to 14th is a Dudley Hewitt Cup, which is hosted by the Sijhl this year. Then May 20th to 29th is a Centennial Cup presented by Tim Hortons, which is in Saskatchewan this year. So this is all great news as we have the return to play action and of course we're regularly waiting on what the Ontario Hockey League is going to be announcing but we expect them to be back to a full schedule uh, for this upcoming season and a lot of big things coming up of course with local hockey uh, from a Sioux Greyhounds perspective the Sioux Thunderbirds Sioux Eagles Blind River Beavers and also just minor hockey to get everyone back and hopefully in the seats to enjoy their child or just their favorite team playing and even with the NCAA people in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario are excited to go over and see the NCAA Lake Superior State University Lakers, who had such a great season uh, this year, make it as far as they did. Thumbs up, and hopefully that program continues to ascend. Now, as we look towards the Ontario Hockey League, going to be very interesting what happens with the OHL, especially who's hosting what, if the Hounds are going to put their name in again for Memorial Cup, or what's going to happen. But I imagine that it's going to be a kind of a busy offseason for a lot of different leagues of course make sure you follow all of those leagues and for anyone who is outside of the algoma region and you have some local updates that you want heard on your behalf please do comment below or reach out to the email as on the gainsportshow.com websites that will be a lot for local right now as i will leave the more local news to our espn 1400 edition which is hosted by scott Mason, of course myself ej butch the crew All involved, they had a great edition last week. Make sure you tune in. It's every Monday, and it's on ESPN 1400 at 6 o'clock, and we upload it after the show on our website as well, as thegamesportshow.podbean.com, and all of our podcast platforms that we are featured on. This upcoming week, special edition upload will be Dan Lacouture. I did say that it would be uploaded by Friday, but due to all of our other show uploads that we had, I didn't want to rush, and I want to keep you waiting, listeners. I want to keep you on your toes. I received... Get this, it's a whoppy number. Six Instagram messages, in particular, for people that actually heard that particular point and absorbed that and memorized it a week later. I gave the show notice a week in advance, and I had Instagram messages through personal and also Facebook and show's Instagram page about why that show was not uploaded on Friday. Love the love the enthusiasm, love the excitement. I will apologize to listeners that we did have a little delay due to, of course, other shows being uploaded. We will have Dan Lacatour this week, and it will be uploaded on Tuesday and should be ready for your airing and listening by Wednesday. Justin, anything you want to add, my friend, from local end, professional end, any points or anything of such?
1: No, I mean, I think I'm uh, just looking forward to getting this, uh, this final goal in this week.
0: Going to be good. And I know you and I can finally, you know, go to the Northern Superior, have a have a pint together. We can get together. We will not be cheering for our team in the Cup Finals. Who knows when that will be. But Justin, there is one thing that I want to say to close this out because I wanted to save this discussion for when, of course, our main crew is here on here, and I'd like to get Brooksy in on this discussion as well. When it's myself, yourself, Par, even Dane, Brooksy, uh, as I mentioned, the Atlantic Division. We have two Atlantic Division opponents together in the finals right now. The Atlantic Division is the best division in hockey. Fair enough.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to disagree with it right now.
0: Look at it this way. Tampa, Florida, Boston, Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, Detroit, Buffalo, Buffalo. Don't even ask Detroit rebuilding. Ottawa looked real good here at the end of the year. And Boston still has a one or two years left in their tank. I think before they're looking at some forwards, you know, rebuilding or retooling, if you will, depends Florida was spectacular this year, but Montreal, if they keep, they're bringing their core back next year, they might lose a couple of veterans, but I imagine they're going to be more attractive to play there now, despite if they're successful or not in this cup finals. The road does not get easier for anybody in the Atlantic division or the Eastern Conference. And I'm specifically speaking about one team that I do cheer for and Justin cheers for. As fans are being optimistic for next year, for particularly fans or even Boston fans, Florida fans, Montreal, Tampa fans, they can be excited, Tampa especially. But make this noted the Atlantic is the best division in hockey. Yes, there's a Central, there's other ones that are good, but this is the best division. And it ain't going to be easy for teams to be a top three finish in that division and have a successful as they want record because of how many times they have to play their division next year. Justin, did you think about that next year, especially being a Toronto Maple Leafs fan? That is the fifth time I brought up Toronto. Three times in a question, two times in a sentence, just so if everyone's keeping count. I try not to bring them up too much because it is fresh, but we did, and we obviously get a lot of feedback with this. But that will be the last thing I ask you.
1: You know, I guess still, next season's going to be next season. It's a totally different, totally different ball game again. Scheduling's different. I mean, you're still, Buffalo's still involved, Detroit's still involved. It's going to be interesting, but I'm not, I don't know. I think Boston's on their way out. I really don't think they're the rough and tough Boston Bruins of old. And their goaltending is starting to get a little long in the tooth. So, I mean, we'll see. Time will tell on
0: that one. But I don't, um, I'm not that concerned. There we go. For, For Leaf fans or for teams that have Atlantic Division teams that you cheer for in that division, next year will be another season, as Justin alluded to. Justin, my friend. Before I get to the closing statements, I want to say thank you for coming on the show. We'll be on again soon, my friend, either during the finals or right after.
1: Hey, you know where to find me. I'm not. I'm not too far.
0: Yeah, it's time that you and I go together to know that superior to go on that new tap room.
1: Yeah, hey, I was gonna go yesterday, but it was raining. That was kind of a bummer.
0: It's fantastic, and let me give a quick shout out again to that tap room, Justin. NorthSuperior.org. Northern Superior Brewing Company on Facebook, Instagram. Top room is van fucking tastic. Get down there. Fifty Pimp Street. Right in the lot there. Can't miss it. Great atmosphere. I can't wait till we can have some indoor dining where they can go inside the top room with all the TVs around there. Because it is summertime. And after hockey, that means the blue jays are still on. You can watch that game. You can watch any other game. The Olympics too are just around the corner. And if anyone asking about Olympics, yes, we will be doing frequent Olympic edition uploads here on the Games Sports Show. Fun fact, can't wait for that to happen. A lot of great things happening this summer. So go enjoy the tap room, especially now. Local businesses need your support. Get your asses, your culos out there. If you don't know what a culo is, you must not be Italian. Just get out there and enjoy all the local businesses and what they have to offer, and especially, North you know, it's tap room. It is fantastic. And have the Heffenweissen, when you go there, tell them the Game Sport Show told you to get it. I don't know, just, just do it just because, because you're a fan of the show, and you're like me, and just because it's good beer. Again, this has been the Game Sport Show. David McCaik was joined by Justin Ike. I want to say thank you to all my listeners, our listeners, friends of the show. You're all considered family to us. Hit like, follow, and subscribe on all of our platforms. Soon to be on those platforms will be YouTube. We will have a launched video special edition upload. Justin, get that hat ready that you want for shows because we will be doing both video and audio in the future again as we planned to before the COVID hit and we kept it audio. But we'll be doing both now as soon as summertime comes to an end. Very exciting to see Justin on the other side with some video content. That will be fantastic. And Alex and Dane and the boys in our special edition upload with Brooksy. Maybe Brooksy will have his Calvin Klein gel. I don't know if that's a thing in his hair. <laughs> and maybe I have to try to try my hair, or try to keep it nice and stranded because I want to try to look good as best I can. Again, again, I'm dragging this on. Hit like, follow, and subscribe on all the platforms sportshow.com Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Podbean, Podtail, all over the place. You can find us. We have more up- uploads coming up this week. If you enjoyed it, even give it a share. Here to remind you to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, train your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.